you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. everyone and welcome to Good Morning Football. No Peter Schrager today as we sit in New York City, May 3rd. My name's Kay Adams, Kyle Brandt, Super Bowl champion, Sean O'Hara. Good morning. What's up, Adam? What's up, O'Hara? Kay, KB, mm-hmm. the, the, the three amigos right now. Mm-hmm. Can we do the dance? Do you know it? The three amigos? You know mm-hmm. the dance? I don't. I don't. We'll teach it to her. We'll teach it to her. That's right. There you go. It's fun. Time for the block. Lead block. like the Macarena. Let's do it. We got big news out of the desert just yesterday. Ugh, not great news at all. Three-time All-Pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins suspended. To get all the details, we turn to our NFL Network insider, Ian Rappaport. What happened here? The Arizona Cardinals are going to be without their best receiver for the first six games of the 2022 season. A significant development for Arizona late yesterday when the NFL announced that star DeAndre Hopkins, one of the most dependable receivers in the entire NFL for nearly a decade, has been suspended six games for violating the NFL's PED policy. My understanding is this has been looming for the Cardinals and DeAndre Hopkins for many, many months. On Monday, he decided to drop his appeal and officially accept the suspension. That is why he is now out six games, loses more than $4 million in salary from his $17 million per year that he was due to make in 2022. Of course, the Arizona Cardinals, it also gives some context to the big trade for Marquise Hollywood Brown. They have several other weapons despite losing Christian Kirk in free agency, but no doubt a significant blow for the Cardinals and quarterback Kyler Murray. Right, Ani, and appreciate you. Probably not a coincidence. They brought in Marquise. DeAndre Hopkins releasing this lengthy statement last night, reading, In my 10-year NFL career, I have never tested positive for using performance-enhancing drugs. To learn that my November test came back with trace elements of a banned substance, I was confused and shocked. I'm very mindful of what I put in my body and have always taken a holistic approach, so I'm working with my team to investigate how this could have happened. 
But even as careful as I have been, clearly I wasn't careful enough. For that, I apologize to Cardinal fans, my teammates, and the entire Cardinals organization. I never want to let my team down. I fully intend to get to the bottom of this, and as soon as I have more information, I will share it. Lots to unpack here. Loaded NFC West, loaded team, lots of drama, sort of a mess there uh, in Arizona. What do we make of the suspension and DeAndre's response to it? The whole story sucks. I hate mm. this. It's a huge buzzkill. It's a huge party foul. Especially, I think, for Arizona. There was a lot of goodwill going on with Arizona. They had kind of gotten through the Kyler mess, and the sky wasn't falling anymore, and the draft just happened. And it's a time of optimism, and now this massive, massive record scratch. I'm not shocked by the story. I will never be shocked by any athlete who tests positive for this stuff, especially one who's pushing 30 and coming off an injury. And, you know, gives a kind of a paint-by-the-numbers response that we've seen for many times from many athletes in many sports. But for, for me, it's DeAndre did what he did. This is a Kyler Murray story to me. As, as, as we go to the 30,000-foot view across the league, um, this happened. He's good. You're going to be without him again. There's a symmetry here. You were without him last year, and everyone talked about how the team fell apart. You didn't have him. Look, I, t- I tend to look at this as a silver lining. I think this is an opportunity for Kyler Murray. For Kyler Murray to say, all right, let's go. I got this. I'm the leader of this team. We lost DeAndre. We're going to get him back. But in the meantime, everybody get on my back. You know, the Rams, they lost Robert Woods last year, one of the most important players. Aaron Rodgers went into Arizona last year in primetime without Devontae Adams, and he won, and he won at the end of the game. The good ones don't need their star wide receiver to go and to win and to do what they need to do. Uh, Kyler, I would look at this in in another uh, venue that you like. Video games. Call of Duty, buddy. You you lost your sniper rifle. What are you going to do? You can't just camp. You got to go in and be a marauder. You got to lead. You got to say, I got this. If we lose them for six games, we're going to go four and two. We're going to go five and one. We're going to go six and oh, because I'm Kyler Murray and I'm the star of this team. Um, I would like to see that from him, and I hope we do. It's a terrible loss. DeAndre's great. But this is not the team. This is not sink the entire team because she lost a wideout for six weeks. I want to see some fire and some leadership from Kyler. I think I'm it's not, an opportunity. I'm not like a cod aficionado, but kills, right? That's how it goes. Sure. Eight kills to start the season, eight and oh. Then it was one and four without DeAndre Hopkins. We saw what it looked like. What makes you think he can do it? Well, Hollywood helps. Hollywood helps. Another year of maturity helps. I think sitting back and listening for an entire offseason about how, dude, you lost DeAndre and you guys were terrible. That's the worst playoff we've ever seen. I would hope that helps. Kyler Murray as a competitor, he's heard that. He's got a, taken a lot of crap this offseason. And now it's like, oh my gosh, I had to hear a whole offseason I can't play without DeAndre. Now I have to play without DeAndre again, and I'm going to make those people eat it. Is not having an extension help or hurt? Help. Because now, dude, you go out there and you get those kills without your best weapon, pay them. And maybe pay them in the middle of the season. Yeah, I think for, for Kyler, this could definitely work out. I love that we're going Call of Duty right now. Because Why not? I feel like I'm sure our producers do Kyler not. Murray and, and gang, they were handing out dirt naps for the, for the first they were, season. Sean. They had 11 wins dirt. going on. And I think, I think Steve Kahn right now feels like he's in Nuketown. Right? He's in Nuketown right now, and he just called it an airstrike in Hollywood Brown That's the best. to help him out. <laughs> but he just lost his sniper, he lost another, and he lost another guy. I think for De- DeAndre Hopkins, this is a bit of a shock to me just because of the type of guy that he has been his entire career. He's always been a guy that, as a wide receiver, has been a little bit quiet. He's not, he's not complaining about not getting the football. He's not going against the team. He's not rocking the boat, not making any waves. And yet, Kyle, to your point, yeah, like this, this happened in November when he got hurt. So I get it. That, guys want to get back in the field. Things kind of make you t- kind of look at it like a little bit differently. I would have never believed that DeAndre Hopkins would have gotten whacked for this because, number one, he's already so darn good. He doesn't need any help. I mean, he's already rising above everybody. But I think when I look at what this means now for 
not just D-Hop, for, for Kyler Murray, to your point, this, this is big right now. And I think everybody, when you have a star player like that, yeah. you kind of lean on him, and that's your crutch. And then when he's taken away, you don't know how to respond. You don't sure. know how to win games without it. So, you know, maybe in the, in the long run, Kyler will be better because of this. But uh, I know for D-Hop, this, this is tough. I will say this. I thought the wording was very interesting. What about it? Like, if this happens and I'm a player, okay, and, 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 I, and I've got to come out and make a statement, and I'm trying to get everybody to believe that this is erroneous, that I didn't mm-hmm. do this, I'm not going to say I've never tested positive during my 10 years. I'm gonna, right. No, no, I've never taken anything. <laughs> Like, not like, hey, I've never been caught in yeah, the last 10 years. So that, that kind of, like, threw me for a little loop. They needed an 8-0 and start to their season to get a playoff spot. They needed that to happen yeah. or they wouldn't have one. So that's going to have to happen again. So maybe the silver lining is that it's just six games. It's mm-hmm. a longer season, mm-hmm. Kyle, and he mm-hmm. can get back and they can get it done. But this is a bit of a mess. I don't know that they were through the Kyler thing. Cause I think yeah, the extension it'll things- get better. Maybe. Steve Kime had to address it and is going to have to address it over and over again. He did so on Sirius XM's Mad Dog Radio yesterday. Yeah, and and, and Adam, anytime you've seen um, quarterbacks after their third year um, do their contract extensions, it's generally been anywhere from about July to September. And... um, you know, it's it's one of those things that we go through free agency in the draft process. I mean, it's it's a lot of work we put into that. So <clears throat> now we can take a step back, take a breath, refocus, and uh, try to get something done. Like I said, Kyler is our, our long-term future, and there's no doubt we want to have him here in Arizona. I like hearing that. Overall, sounds very positive on the Kyler Murray front. We've spent a lot of time talking about this here at the breakfast table. So if you take a step back, like he's saying, take a step back, take a breath, and make something happen. Those are the words of Steve Kime, their general manager. Sean, how would you just describe in that breath the state of the Cardinals right now? I mean, Steve Kime is, is doing a great job trying to manage all this stuff. And there's distractions. There's rumors. There, I think the one thing that he knows better than anybody is, like, you don't – do the contract discussion through the media. So he's saying all the right things. Hey, we want to sign Kyler. But I think for Kime, as he's trying to build this roster and trying to put pieces of the puzzle together for Cliff, you know, look, I think at some point he's got to say, look, I'm giving you guys the assets. I'm giving you the tools. I went and got J.J. Watt. I went and got D-Hop last year. You guys haven't produced and you haven't finished. So to me, the finish Mm. is the key for the Cardinals, finish what you started. They didn't finish last season. Kyler, uh, he doesn't seem like he's finishing games. He's banged up. I know. Mm-hmm. Listen, when you could talk to Kyler, talk about Kyler Murray in the fourth quarter last season, he threw th- three touchdowns all season long. Is that true? I, I mean, some of the games, okay, I get it. If you're in the lead, that may, maybe that has part of it sure. to do. But at, at the end of the game, you've got to play yeah. your best. I think the biggest challenge with, with D Hop right now is everybody talks about the production and how Kyler's numbers fell off. But I think. We, we can't overlook that aspect of it. And at the end of the season, Cliff Kingsbury went on record and talked about the impact of not having D. Hopkins mm-hmm. and how he was hoping that they wouldn't have to deal with it in the future. Here's what he had to say. Mm. It was impactful, there's no doubt. I mean, he's one of the top you know, players in the entire league at any position, and um, particularly in the red zone. I think you saw some struggles there um, as far as touchdown percentage, things of that nature. I mean, he, he's... 
uh, a guy you got to know where he's at as, as a defense each and every snap and got to do things to try and take him away and, and that um, opens up other aspects of your offense and and so um, he's got a he's got a big value when it comes to uh, being on the field and unfortunately we didn't have him some and, and um, you know we got to learn from that and, and be better the next time you know he, he happens to miss time hopefully it's not very often hmm Hopefully it's not very often. Yeah. Now, there is, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they knew that D. Hopkins had tested positive already when that all happened. Sure. Because that happened during the season and the teams all know about it. So, look, this is something that, that Cliff is – you could hear in his voice. Like, this is tough. This, this is a tough task. Um, I think for the Cardinals, this is, this is big right here. And Cliff is going to be grinding the wheels, grinding the clock, grinding, yeah. grinding the playbook to try to figure out how to, how to replace that production. Well, he's probably been working on it for a long time. I feel like the Cardinals are in counseling right now. You know, they're working through it. The rock bottom, it was bad a couple months ago. If you don't remember, Kyler's doing the the social media wipe. Like, there's talk he's going to go play baseball and video games. That was rock bottom. That was we're filing papers, we're getting attorneys. Like, this thing might be over. Mm-hmm. We, would, we were doing multiple segments here saying, who should trade for Kyler? Should they deal Kyler? I think we're through that. I think that they move back in together. And I think that Kime going out there and saying, no way will we trade him, zero chance. I think that helps. And I do think Steve Kime's been great through this. And also, to back to the prior question, I think actually the suspension might help him get paid. It, it doesn't hurt. If you're going into camp and we're like, oh, my God, is Kyler maybe not going to show up and we don't have DeAndre? Like, what product are we putting on the field? Interesting. Maybe we got to give Kyler $40 million bucks a season and just get him in here because, like, we want to go to the Super Bowl this year. This is not a building year. This is, like, this is the go time year. So in the chess match of all of this, knowing for a fact that our star wide receiver is out for six weeks, the idea that we might also not have our star quarterback if he holds out, we can't handle this. I think we need to get Kyler in here. It's like in the in the counseling thing with, with Kyler and the team being the husband and wife, like, DeAndre is like the kid who like got arrested or something or like, you know, they has issues. They have to spend more time with them and it can bring you closer as a husband and wife. I think that this actually might help Kyler in his contract. Wow, interesting. But, so but going then, to counseling, you could end up getting a sports car out of it, maybe it's even a raise. Yes, right, don't get any ideas, Sean. But that's what weighs that's what hangs in the balance, right? Yeah. <laughs> to continue your counseling analogy, sure. if I can hop on. Please. You're in counseling, there's stuff going on, you've got this kid, it's mm-hmm. unruly, you and your significant other are fighting. Things are going well, you're founding some sort of foundation, you're resolving some of these issues and then you find out there's a mistress that you didn't know about and that's what this is i don't i can't speak to when they found out about this i did not know about it until it came out with the rest of the world yesterday given that apology uh, and the news from ian rapaport about the suspension but that's so you either go two ways you go man we can get through even this or it's unhinged. Mm-hmm. And what they should see is the opportunity ahead of them mm-hmm. in this NFC. And I think it all, you bring up Cliff Kingsbury, you play his soundbite, but you're not quite putting it on his shoulders the way it needs to be. The same way you are with Kyler saying, mm-hmm. look at this, tell everybody, get on my back. When we have seen Sean Payton take his team to the playoffs with different quarterbacks and without Michael Thomas mm-hmm. for the majority of the year. When we've seen the Devontae Adams thing, don't tell me Matt LaFleur doesn't have a big part of that. It's not just Aaron Rodgers. When we, I have Matt Castle sitting next to me with an 11-5 and five season. That's Bill Belichick and the, that sort of scheming. It's, it has to be on Cliff, who just got paid. That's somebody that they do have the trust in. It is so on Cliff Kingsbury and his accountability to get something done. We've seen it, those glimpses that eight no start that were incredible to start the season. Somebody has to be, 
I'm always thinking, like, who's, like, the Larry Fitzgerald, like, the rah-rah guy, yeah. the J.J.? It has to be Cliff at a certain point, and we can't just neglect the responsibility on his shoulders to get it done. And what an opportunity for him, and I no hope doubt. he does. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to have two records next year. They're going to have their overall record, and they're going to have that six-game record without without DeAndre. And what did Cliff do? What did Kyler do? What did Hollywood do? Um, it is a, a huge amount more work for Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. But I agree. I agree. Terrible news item, big opportunity for Arizona. At GMFB, now that you have that information, yeah. enjoy your eggs, your coffee, your donuts, whatever, and join us for the lead block. Lead block, breakfast yeah. references. Come on in. The Eagles, they made a massive trade. It was all really exciting. It was the first round of the draft. They landed this guy. 1,000-yard gentleman, Pro Bowl wide receiver, A.J. Brown. Well, he spoke to the media yesterday about landing in Philly. You know, I've built relationships over the past three years with a lot of good friends. And just to see it go, um, just leaving the building, it's, you know, it's tough, you know. But uh, I'm also excited to be an Eagle and just be a part of a great organization. Jalen said he's going to ask him to trade for me. And we was just laughing and joking. And we had no idea that this would happen. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited to play with him. We always joked about it, you know, but we never thought it would be reality. As they say, thoughts turn into things. It happened. Jalen and AJ, that connection is going to be the one to watch in Philly, mm-hmm. but we've had so much action around the league all season, not to mention, you know, just the talent added in the draft and all of that. So who is the most intriguing new duo in the NFL? Look, we talked uh, weeks about Tyreek Hill leaving Kansas City and what does that mean for Patrick Mahomes? Mm-hmm. So give me Mahomes to the sky, mm. as in Sky Moore. Mm. Patrick Mahomes, Sky Moore, Great name for a receiver. Great name for a guy who, I mean, basically can hit the moon with the John, what would you say is the limit on Sky? <laughs> um, Come on. Good question. I would say the, his ceiling is the floor. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I think when you think about the, the connection with this, Cynthia Freeland actually interviewed Andy Reid after this pick and after yeah. this draft. And Andy Reid was giddy talking about this guy and about how he was going to use him. And he said Patrick Mahomes actually called him and said thank you. So Patrick Mahomes is excited about this connection. And I think if you're Sky Moore, you've got to be elated. Like, I mean, your game is all about the big ball, the deep ball. And now you're paired up with Patrick Mahomes. So this is going to be a fun duo. Well, I would look at someone in their own division. I'm looking at Carr and Devontae. Derek Carr and oh, Devontae yeah. Adams. There's, Besties? Okay, it's a perfect reaction because I, I think there's so much goodwill about these two uh, for a lot of reasons. Vegas is fun. It's exciting. The Raiders seem to be building something. And also, it's two of the most like well-liked players in the league. Like Just great guys with the media, with their teammates, and they're together. But I'm very excited about this because we got into it in the research last night. Uh, we, we found something about these two that we had to go and double-check with the league about just to make sure it was right. So I, I'm thrilled to tell you, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, we can confirm, played in college together. And that wow. is true. They played together. So they're not a Fresno. new duo. No, no, no. They have played together before. This has become the beaten-to-a-pulp storyline that is cute and fun and everything. I'm at this point where, okay, two well-liked guys. We know they played in college. We've seen the footage. We've seen the clips. It's everything. It's all very smart. We got to go now. We got, we got a big season now. And I'm talking about big wins. I'm talking about big numbers. If the Card Devontae thing washes out, it's like, yeah, you know, 
thousand and change yards and six touchdowns. I'm like, for all ever, what? It's like, we were told, we were promised this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Uh, I need you to beat the Chiefs. I need you to beat the Chargers. We want to accomplish some things this year. That is a great way to do Photoshop the Instagram and say how it started, how it's going, and they're in college. That's all fine for the offseason. When the season starts, I want to see how this thing goes. Because, you know, Devontae was openly kind of just pontificating while with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers about how much he liked Derek Carr. Yeah. And imagine if we did, and that would be fun. Like, he was kind of into it. Um, could have taken less if you wanted to stay at Green Bay. Don't blame him for leaving. But you had the greatest quarterback to ever live, and you were killing it every single year. You want it out. You're back with your college friends. We all want to hang out with our college friends. We all love it. But, like, eventually we become adults, and, like, you go and build lives and stuff. It's, there's a danger in being seduced by hanging out with your college friends. I hope this works out. It's been a great story if they do. I want the Raiders winning playoff games. But this thing demands great production. Two guys in their prime. I don't care where they played in college. I care how they play in the NFL and I want to see him put up big numbers this year. Do, do you think that they will? I think they're going to crush it. I think they will. I think Devontae I was know. done in Green Bay yeah. and has a lot in his – he doesn't have anything to prove to anybody. He's an unquestioned top player at his position, top player in the NFL. But I think he does want to prove he can do it without Aaron. And I think, I think he, does too. he loves Derek, and there's because of the kind of guy that they, the both of them are, they're going to put in the work, bring mm-hmm. out the best in each other, and they have a visor gentleman that's pretty good at drawing up plays. Chem- chem- chemistry is everything. It does. Well, listen, just think about the football. When's Derek Carr had a wide receiver who just lit up the world? I think Amari Cooper was the closest he's gotten, and then when he left and went to Dak, his game kind of elevated. So I don't know if Derek Carr is a star maker as a quarterback for wideouts yet. Maybe he just hasn't had the right guy, and I'm hoping for it. It's just we haven't seen it yet for, with both those two guys together, and I hope we do. This is really fun. Yeah. You are gonna, you're going Chiefs. You just hit me with the Raiders, and I'm going to take you to Broncos country. Let's ride. Russell Wilson, we know. There's weirdly questions about him. I have no questions about Russell Wilson. Get him there. He should ball out. And abs- people were trying to end his career at his age. He's like never missed games. He's missed uh-huh. two games in his life. Shut up to those people. How about Jerry Judy, though? Here's this untapped resource gem that's about to burst out onto the scene. Yep. Lest you forget, Judy was 15th overall in 2020 at the draft ahead of Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb. Has he produced at that level? No, he hasn't really had a chance to, though. Zero consistency at the quarterback spot. Five different starting quarterbacks in two seasons. Now, he's a guy who's always out there on the field. Russell Wilson. Judy was described, lest you forget, as one of the purest route runners we've seen coming out of college. He is a big play waiting to happen, and I hope... I hope this connection works out. This one I have the most questions about, but I think as we look at the AFC West, we just mm-hmm. talk ourselves into the best duos in the NFL, the most Maybe intriguing and exciting. Mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about Herbert and whoever mm-hmm. he could be tossing the rock to and mm-hmm. having chemistry with this year. Mm-hmm. But I think the one you mentioned is the best duo in the – let's be honest, if we're not going to yeah. mention Kelsey. New duos, yeah. wide receivers. Yeah, I think you have to. I, but I think Denver is the most interesting team in that in that division just because the rest of them are kind of mostly known commodities. I mean, there's been a lot of change with the Raiders, but, like, the new quarterback obviously changes everything. I, I remember last year for Jerry Judy, we, everyone was hoping last year would be the breakout year. He missed a lot of time. He got hurt. And, again, like – what quarterback's he playing with? And now he's got a guy. And, like, yeah. it's true. His potential coming out of the draft, I think, has been forgotten because he's just been kind of treading water for a couple of years, feels like. But he should do big things this year. Yeah. Big play potential, able, deep right? ball yeah. thrower. That was a bru- I tell you what, Corden Sutton could surprise people, too. I mean, mm. I mm-hmm. think for Russell, no doubt about it, the duo might just be the fact that he has two of them because Corden Sutton, he's a deep threat. Who do you have the most faith in, quarterback to wide receiver chemistry in the AFC West? 
The Tyreek thing messes everything up. So what do you got? Then you're doing Juju or Marquez. Um, I I think you. Is it yours? No, but no, it might not be. I I may go. Give me Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. Like the most experienced, a few years in a row. Like I think I would go with the Chargers. Actually, I mean they're being left out of this. I think Keenan probably is the most disrespected receiver in that division. Doesn't not not spoken about. Or Mike Williams, like whoever. I like the Chargers too. Interesting, at GMFE with your thoughts. Yeah, Uh, that's pretty fun. We haven't I haven't thought about things that way. Sky Mm -hmm. Moore. I mean, who knows? Who knows if it's Mahomes to McColl? Mm. Might be. Yeah. It might be. He's been there. He's got the most tenure mm. on that op. Unbelievable. No Demarcus Robinson. We'll see what happens. It'll there probably just be the Kelsey. Uh, yeah, but the sky is the limit, is what you were supposed yeah. to say, Sean. Pretty you, much. I know. Get okay. Yeah. All right. In that yeah. case, the sky was falling. It was, yeah. It's fine. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. That's right. Not only is our show young, hip, and vogue, trendy, cool with Spring Fling, we also celebrate Taco Tuesday mm-hmm. here on the program. So let's get to it. Kyle, is there anything you want to taco about? In fact, there is. Oh. So glad you asked. <laughs> it is draft grade season. Oh, boy. I brought up. I, I click on them. I read them. I enjoy them. I consume them. Have for years. We all do. 
Draft grades are like mock drafts drunk brother, okay? <laughs> they're, they're crashing on mock drafts futon, and they're huffing paint in mock drafts garage. They're just family. They're part of the family, so we have to talk about them. But I have terrible news, because also part of our family are all the teams. Jaguars, you had a terrible draft. It says it right here, C+. Plus. Oh, no. Colts, terrible draft. Saints, Seahawks, Patriots, you guys are all screwed. This draft set you back years, at least according to the draft grades, because you guys, those teams I just named, have the worst draft grades of anybody just the the back of the class uh throwing paper airplanes and spitballs or do you really or do you do you think i have the the stones right now in this program to bring up some draft grades past and maybe ones that haven't aged that well do you guys remember the 2012 seahawks does that team come to mind did they have any good players let's see russell wilson fairly good player Houston went to NC State, what? Wisconsin baseball player. They drafted he him. Transfer. It's a nice late round pick too. Preserving, um, won the Super Bowl. Bobby Wagner is he any good? It's gonna have a yellow jacket someday. Didn't even have to spend a first round pick on him. Seems like a pretty good draft. Bruce Irvin, all rookie team, won a Super Bowl, 52 career sacks, and yet, and yet, let's bring up the draft grade from right after the Seahawks made that draft. Bring it up. Oh, Bleacher Report. Not only was Bruce Servin a reach at 15, the Seahawks proved they were oblivious to their madness by celebrating their selection. They're mad at him for celebrating. As if the day wasn't bad enough, Seattle selecting Russell Wilson, a quarterback who doesn't fit their offense at all, was by far the worst move of the draft. With the two first moves of the draft, Seattle's the only team that received an F on draft day. Imagine that. Imagine Seahawks fans reading that and like, man, we're screwed. They were so F. bad, yeah, after that. Terrible. You want another one? Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember, by chance, were there any good players in the 96 Ravens draft? That's Jonathan Ogden. Sean, you made your living as an offensive lineman. Yeah. One of the best linemen to ever live. Ray Lewis, I think he could play some ball. They took him. Decent. And yet, bring it up. Draft grade season. Eat it up. Old Lenny Pascarelli from the AJC. Baltimore, I give them a C. Jonathan Ogden, offensive tackle. Ray Lewis, linebacker. Passed on the draft's best player. And where does Ogden even play? By the way, the wow. draft best player that they're referring to is Lawrence Phillips, and that's a whole different thing, but they didn't draft. Wow. They're two of the greatest players to ever live. They drafted, and they got to see. Let me just give you one Come on, Lenny. sweet Let's Lenny would have been canceled. Okay, one more sweet one. Uh, we have a New York Giant at the table, Super Bowl champ. Is that guy a pretty good player? Michael Strahan uh, had about 30 sacks in one season. Uh, brought a Super Bowl champion against an 18-0 team. Right. Is now a national treasure. And yet the Giants decided to spend not a first-round pick on him even. Look at look out, Jake Plummer. And what was the draft grade in draft grade season back in 93? C-minus, their second rounder, has the look of a developmental prospect who eventually may become a pass rest from Kurt Sylvester. <laughs> I don't know why the Detroit Free Press is weighing in on the Giants draft. Here's my point. Here's my point. We love draft grades. They come over for Thanksgiving, and they're kind of that, like, dumb cousin that we, ah, get in here and give them a little noogie. Don't worry about it, Jaguars, Patriots, everybody else. I don't care if you got an F- or an A+. Robert Sala was asked about their Jets' amazing draft grade. Yeah. Sala, you guys killed it. A+. A+. He was on that 2012 Seahawks staff. He understands. He's like, we were killed for that one. They're fun. They're candy. Eat them and enjoy them. Right. So we should, it. they're the Owen Wilson on the couch. They're me. Wow. And we should just accept them because there's lovable things about them and it is good information. It's great. Good it's actor. Good at romantic comedies. I like that movie, Midnight in Paris. I love it. But like... It, let's not pretend that they're uh, Marlon Brando here, okay? Right? Yeah. yeah. I got? love that we're going draft grades right now because basically the noogies are, are, a lot of the GMs are getting Get in here. Right it's like, oh, what were you doing? Like fans right. think that they know more than GMs. And I, I got to be honest with you. GMs, look, they, they, they get worn out 
General managers, I don't think, get enough credit for the amount of time that they put in to their job. They're kind of like the offensive linemen of the front office. Like nobody ever talks about them until something bad happens or there's a mistake or you missed on this guy. I can't believe you didn't take this Mm -hmm. guy. And yet there's Kevin Colbert in Pittsburgh. And when you look at what his what he did throughout his career, he, he just went through his final draft. He's been in Pittsburgh for 22 years. So I want to give some love to Kevin Colbert Do it. on a fantastic career. Okay. He did it the right way and all class this guy. Let's take a look at Kevin Colbert, some of his stats from okay. his career resume in Pittsburgh. 22 years, I mentioned. Um, I, I want to just take a look at 20, in 22 seasons, he yielded 14 playoff teams. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Literally every year, don't book anything in January. All right, guys, we got work to do. Divisional championships, 10. All right, look at some of the players that he drafted. Lev Bell. All right, we'll skip over AB, although he was a phenomenal player. Things have been a little dicey with him. DeCastro, Najee Harris, came out at San Antonio Holmes. How about Troy Palomalu, Hall of Famer right there. Marquise Pouncey, Big Ben, of course. That's and the list, huh? Watt. These are some unbelievable players. Unbelievable people. And I think when you look at Kevin Colbert, what he meant to the organization and what the organization meant to him, he showed some true emotion at, at the mm-hmm. press conference with Mike Tomlin. He did. I think you'll appreciate this. Think about DMR. And being able to add to that room means a ton. But it doesn't mean it's over. The next step, I mean, we gotta we gotta get more than, and uh, we'll never lose that. But it means a lot. You could tell. You could tell it means a lot. And for him, uh, you know, the the whole thing is about the trophies that he put in that case right there. And I just want to say, you know, congratulations, Kevin. Great career Um, as as general managers. You know, when you talk about him, he never made it about him. Right? Like he was never the guy that was making all his noise and making it about himself. It was always about the team. It was always about Tomlin. It was always about the players. It was always about the championships. Um, Brandon Bean actually had a great story about Kevin Colbert. How they were on the road. They were scouting college players. They were in these college games. And, and Brandon Bean was at the rental car company. You know, these guys are shuttling back and forth from airports. Yep. And Kevin gets his car, and he's, he's heading out to get it, and he hears them say to Brandon Bean, hey, look, it may be an hour or so before your car gets here. So Kevin turns to him and says, hey, you know, do you need a ride? What's, you know? mm-hmm. Brandon's like, no, no, Kevin, go, go. I'm mm-hmm. fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. 30 minutes later, Kevin Colbert calls Brandon Bean and says, hey, I'm just checking to make sure you got your car. Do I need to come back and pick you up? <laughs> so it's just, uh, Kevin, pure class. Congratulations on a wonderful career. And uh, I'm glad that he showed the emotion because it means a lot. I know people are grading these GMs mm-hmm. based on the draft and they get beat up a lot. But yeah. don't think that they're not putting their heart and soul into all this. It's great. Really awesome. beautifully said. It is pick apart season. Mm-hmm. You're so right. And so are you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. So. I don't love the uh, the head scratching. Let's talk about it. That is going around okay. surrounding a certain first round pick from Thursday night. It all started the moment he was drafted. With the 29th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Cole Strange, guard Chattanooga. Wow. Wow, I thought Cole Strain, he was one of my favorite mid-round guys. I thought you might get him in the third round. The Patriots, they take the guys they like going all the way up there in the first round. I had him in the early 70s. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Love the wow. face mask. Mm. And I get it. 
All right. And it continued. There's a lot of different opinions, a lot of he- just head scratching going on. Mm-hmm. There was a viral clip, of course, oh, yeah. of a shocked Sean McVay and Les Snead. Take a look at this. Really, really? Oh, my UT Chattanooga to the first round. Hey, where is... How about that? And we wasted our time watching him thinking he'd be at 104, maybe. (laughs) Now, of course, there's lots of Twitter on that. And, you know, those guys are just kicking back because they won a Super Bowl and they don't have a pick. So they're hanging out. But all of sports media, everybody's like, what? Huh? Bill Belichick, what are you doing? There was all this reaction going on. People were saying it was a naive move. Uh, Okay, I'm, I think we're, I don't think we should do this. I just don't think we should go here. Let me tell you okay. about this kid, Cole Strange. Right. Absolute beast on the field. Yes, UT Chattanooga, he allowed one sack his whole college career. Just then, okay. Yes, just even that's a great fact, right? Two-time Jacobs Award winner given to the Southern Conference's best O-line. Right? PFF graded him as the top guard in all of college football. I was up in New England. What did they need? A guard. They attacked that position, and he could play everywhere. He's versatile. That matters. It's very Patriots-y pick, right? While to me that everyone just knows, everyone knows exactly what kind of career Cole Strange is going to have before he even plays it uh-huh. down. And I'm not even talking about the people that I just showed. Just everybody has... This sort of thing makes me want his jersey. Yeah, it yeah, makes me yeah. want to root for him. I am his biggest supporter in the National Football League this year. And I just think we've been proven so many times before not to do this that we probably shouldn't do this, right? We have many examples of this. The Texans taking Mario Williams over Vince Young and Reggie Bush. Unthinkable at the time. Kyle, you've taught me this year in, year out for all pro selections. Undoubtedly the best career of the bunch. Or how about Hall of Famer Ed Reed? Talk about it. Ed Reed, actually a Baltimore Sun headline that read this. Let's face it, Reed is a pick without pizzazz. Stay hot, Baltimore Sun. <laughs> it happened to Donovan McNabb when he was booed at the draft. The Darius Leonard pick. Remember Darius Leonard pick? Hell yeah. Online picked apart. J.J. Watts scoffed at, and there are countless others. I'm not talking about scoffing. That's, I mean, nobody's scoffing at Cole Strange, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of huh? Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Going on. We can ignore the outside noise and and just fall. I'm falling deep for this Cole Strange guy. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Awesome. It might work out. We'll be back. We're the Cole Strange show of record now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back to Good Morning Football in studio guest. We love it, especially when it's an old, old, old dear friend. He is a 10-year former NFL defensive lineman. He's been an analyst on CBS and SNY. Please welcome back to the Breakfast Table, our buddy, Ligier Duzabal. What's up? Oh, my God. feels so good to be back in studio. I know the last time I talked to you guys, it was virtual. I was at home. So it yes. feels good to be back in the studio with my so family. happy you're here. Oh, of course. It feels good to have you. And you know what? It feels good to talk positively about the New York Jets. You've been man. through some stuff, man. This is a good time right now, <laughs> isn't it? says it all. Man, I mean, what a draft, right? I mean, what to me, it was, it was a franchise-defining draft Ooh. by the New York Jets. Literally, I mean, change the narrative draft. You talk about getting four impact players in the first two rounds. Yeah. A guy at, that was probably the best at their position. You talk about Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Johnson, to me, has the most upside at the, the edge yeah. position. And then also Garrett Wilson, the number one receiver. And then Sauce Garner. I mean, the nickname says it all. Mm-hmm. Sauce. He has that confidence. So again, Defining draft for the New York Jets, for sure. It's so fun to hear that. And right. I, I, it feels good to say, doesn't it? 100%. Like you said, we, we've been through some times the last couple of years, <laughs> We've man. been reflecting been on the those. playoffs in a long time. Yeah. So. No, no, no ghosts, no mono, none of that stuff. This is all very positive. But also, tell us about another team. Uh, another team just coming off the draft you think did really well. The Baltimore Ravens, right? There's, there's three things yeah. in life that are certain, right? Death, taxes, and the Baltimore Ravens so are going to have yes. a great draft. If you look at their draft and what they do, Kyle Hamilton, to me, the number one safety, they got him at 14. And then also getting David Ojabo in the second round. Like, this guy was a first-round talent at the edge. You pair him with Oye, uh, Adolphe Oye on the outside. And also, he's back with his defensive coordinator, Mac McDonald, coming back. Travis Jones in the second round. I had this guy as Big a first-round defensive tackle. Brandon Williams is gone. Now he's going to help with Calais Campbell on the inside. And then Daniel Falele, right? Go on. This guy kind of reminds me of Orlando Brown a few years ago. Wow. They took in the third round, right? Six foot eight, 370 plus pounds. Mahler can put his hands on you. I think he could be their right tackle of the future. So the Baltimore Ravens always do a really good job of drafting good talent. And then can't forget about my guy, Sean O'Hare, the center. Tyler Lindenbaum, yes. okay. like the best center in the draft. For real. To me, he just looks like a Baltimore Raven, right? <laughs> Tough guy, plays through the echo of the whistle. Not the end of the whistle, the echo through the uh, echo of the whistle. I think the Baltimore Ravens did a really good job in this draft. I think Watson and Burr are going to have a tough time throwing on that secondary oh, this year. It was easy pickings last year. Not the case, especially with those guys being healthy and then having Kyle Hamilton. All right. You played for the Jets. You also spent time with the Niners. Your final okay. season, actually, Correct. was in the Bay Area. Okay, so let's talk Debo. Yeah. What do you make of the situation? I think it's super weird. The draft is passed. What's his trade value and what do you think happens? 
I mean, I think his trade value has lessened, but ultimately I don't think it matters what his trade value is. I don't see them moving from him. I mean, GM John Lynch has already come out and said, like, I can't see a scenario where I move on from Debo. Let's put this into perspective, guys. Okay. They traded a lot of draft capital for Trey Lance mm-hmm. last year. He's going into his second year. So you're telling me they're going to trade the best offensive weapon away? There was rumors, supposedly, the Jets offered the number 10 spot. I think if the Jets truly offered the number 10 spot, Debo Samuel would have been a New York Jet by yeah. now. I don't believe that that happened, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, I mean, Debo Samuel is, is one of the top five offensive players in this league. So you got a young quarterback that's going to take over your franchise, right? Supposedly, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be traded. Mm-hmm. That's what we thought. Had the shoulder surgery. May, he may be on the team. But I think they're going to move forward with Trey Lance, and there's no way that they're trading their number one offensive piece mm-hmm. and having Trey Lance come into that without not having a, a solidified weapon on the outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dudes, you, you wore a couple different jerseys during your career. Right now, you're, you're rocking your, your spiffy jersey. Oh, yeah. right now, looking clean. <laughs> piece. You played together with the Giants. You were with the Jets, though, for a couple years. We're going to test your allegiance later on, okay. on on the show. I can't wait. But I want to talk about Todd Bowles. I I know Todd Bowlesy from my time in Cleveland. Everybody loved him as a defensive back coach. You played under him as a head coach. What is he like? What can Bucs players expect to see from Bowles as a head coach? And what are Buccaneers fans going to get with Bowlesy at the helm? Yeah, Todd Bowles is a soft-spoken guy. Doesn't do a lot of yelling. Doesn't do a lot of screaming. But if he does, that means he's passionate about something. This is a guy that's going to expect to get your best Effort is not negotiable, right? You not understanding and doing your assignment is mm-hmm. not negotiable. And he stands by that. Like, he kind of got a bad rap with the New York Jets. I remember my last year with him in 2015 was his first year, right? We brought a lot of veterans in on that team. Brandon Marshall brought back Darrell Rivas, Antonio Cromartie, uh, Marcus Gilchrist at the safety position. And Ryan Fitzpatrick ended up starting that year. Yeah. And he had a career year. Right? We went 10-6. But at the end of that season, in Week 17, we lost to the Buffalo Bills, didn't get into the playoffs. Well, within the next two years, they got rid of almost every veteran on that team, and then they drafted Sam Donald. And we know how that turned out, mm-hmm. right? So he didn't have stability at the quarterback position. Now with the Tampa Bay Bucks, he has stability at the quarterback position. The number one quarterback of all time, the GOAT, Tom Brady. And he's really put his handprint on that defense. We saw when they won that Super Bowl two years ago, yeah. it was really because of the defense, right? Oh, yeah. So he's got his imprint on that. So I think it's a good thing that the team is already comfortable with Todd Bowles, right? They kind of know what he's sure. about. So uh, I think he's going to do a great job. I'm just glad he got a second chance in Tampa. Real quick on Bowlesy on third down. Yeah. What's he doing? He's blitzing the house. You know, he's yeah. blitzing the house. Man, <laughs> man on the outside, cover zero sometimes. Let's go. We saw it in the playoffs versus the, the LA Rams with Cooper yeah. Cup, yeah. right? He's going to bank on blitzing the house, making the quarterback make a quick decision, and he's going to trust his corners on you the love outside. That? I love it. I love it. I mean, because, you know, I played for Rex Ryan as well, right? And he he was similar to that, right? We had Darrell Rivas and Antonio Cromartie, so he liked to blitz the house as well, too, especially on third down to make the quarterback make quick decisions. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.